Would your clients' wellness programs get better engagement if employees could customize them and invite their friends to join too? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. Hi, Shift Shapers. I hope everyone's staying safe while we wait out this corona apocalypse. Even though sales may have slowed, one thing we need to keep constant is learning. We have to be ready when we get to the other side of this craziness. To help our community do that, Andy Neary and I are providing an absolutely free three-hour webinar packed with eight top speakers to help you do exactly that. For more information, click on the Major League Mindset logo at the top of the Shift Shapers online page or go to bit.ly forward slash MLM free webinar. Keep listening to this episode for more information. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Daniel Friedman, who is the co-CEO at a company called Burnalong. Now, Burnalong's been around for a while. They predate all of the quarantines that we're doing as this podcast is being aired, but they have what might be a product that's even more relevant than it's ever been before, and that is all about remote work meeting remote wellness. And it's a subject that Daniel is very well familiar with. So with that, welcome, Daniel. Thank you very much, David, for having me. Uh, it's, it's our pleasure. Um, so let's talk about, at, at a 20,000-foot level, let's talk a little bit about changes in the wellness industry in general and how it's kind of evolved. Yeah, so from a high level, a couple of things that we've been seeing, and in the immediate with what's going on right now, Everyone is focused on how do you, when people are at home, deliver to them not just the productivity tools that they need to thrive, but also the health and well-being they need for them and their families to thrive as well. So that's in the immediate what we were seeing. Just on a higher level before the current crisis, what we were starting to see is a recognition that companies need to think more broadly about the wellness of their employees beyond just taking a box and saying, okay, we offer a couple, a couple of yoga or cardio classes. Because what companies are seeing is there is a correlation between the happiness and health of employees and their productivity. And therefore, if you're thinking about it from how is my entire workforce engaging, it doesn't work if you're just having a couple of 22-year-olds who are turning up for a yoga or cardio class. The question that the more forward-thinking employers are asking is, well, how am I catering towards employees with diabetes or arthritis or back pain or depression or dealing with parenting challenges or who are dealing with other physical, emotional, or even financial wellness concerns? How am I catering towards my entire workforce? So that's the shift that we've certainly been seeing over the past year is shifting to a broader look at what wellness you're delivering holistically to the entire workforce 
and critically, I should say, family members of employees, not just the employees themselves. Is that the reason why you chose to try to start doing it online, because that way you could engage more people? Or were there other considerations in, in taking more traditional wellness, like you know having a gym membership, for example, and just working your way through that? What led to the starting of the company was very difficult personal circumstances where my now unfortunately late grandmother, who died just over three years ago, she was just the, the light of my life, an incredible woman. And for the last 10 or so years of her life, she had cancer and a host of other health issues. And during that time, she went from being this incredibly vivacious and life-loving person to getting depressed and gaining a lot of weight. And every doctor would tell her that she needs to exercise, and that's going to be part of the key to her recovery. But unless a family member came around, she wouldn't get out of bed. And so the question that began to haunt me several years ago before starting the company was, why with today's technology, when you're at home and you most need the support of others, are you cut off from them? And she's now one of our board members. She was a former global head of HR of IKEA and the president of IKEA of North America. And what she quickly said to, said to us was, this is where companies are focused. It's not how do you get a 22-year-old who's in great shape exercising. It's what about the rest of the population? that 80% of the population that doesn't get the recommended levels of exercise, according to the CDC, the 40% of adults in this country with obesity, the 78% of those 55 plus with chronic conditions, how do you get them doing exercising? And if you look at the numbers, only 15% of the population go into a gym or studio. So 85% of the population have been dealing with how do you get remote wellness and remote motivation all year round for the last decades. And so it's, it's the reason why we were focused online is because that's where the need is. That's where the challenge is. Most people never go into a gym or studio. Most people are struggling and they need both the programming and the social motivation to do it. So is it just a question of changing venue or is there more that goes into the mix to try to engage this 85% of folks who had never been into a gym? Yes, there are two big challenges that we saw and feedback from people and speaking to everyone from, from doctors to heads of HR is why is it with some 50,000 fitness platforms out there that we have this health challenge in this country? Why aren't those platforms delivering for people? Why aren't they delivering for most employees or companies? And it comes, it can be boiled down, David, to two challenges. The first, is a lack of choice and relatability when it comes to programming. And when you think about what you look online typically, when you look at health and well-being programming, fitness programming, you're going to see a white 22-year-old from either LA or New York with a six-pack, and they're meeting you at a class. Now, if you're a 55-year-old person who's 300 pounds and on diabetes medication, and you're in the middle of Minnesota, Seeing a white 22-year-old from LA with a six-pack is not relatable. And what we know within HR more broadly is you want to mirror the diversity of your population. You're never going to put up a recruiting poster that shows four white 22-year-old men. But somehow we think, you know, when it comes to wellness programming, that showing everyone 22-year-olds with six-packs is going to inspire a 60-year-old with arthritis and back pain. 
it just doesn't happen. So number one, the big gap right now has been a lack of choice and diversity when it comes to programming. People react to what's relatable to them. You show them something that's not relatable, they're just going to ignore it. So that's number one. The second big challenge is a lack of social support. Whereas, you know, if you think for yourself, if, if everyone listening thinks for themselves, think about how many apps you have on your phones right now. And I'm guessing there's a large number. And if I ask you how many of those do you actually pay attention to, it's very few. Most of them you ignore. And then if I change my question and I say, how many text messages from friends and family do you respond to? The number is reversed. You'll tell me most of them. And this is what we know from in behavioral psychology is that the key to both initiating and critically sustaining behavioral change is social support. But today's fitness and wellness programs give you a one-directional experience. So if you expect people at the end of a long and exhausting day to try and motivate themselves to just do exercise or do a, a mindfulness class or an emotional health class that they need to do, it's much easier to say, you know what, forget it, I'm going to just watch a movie. But if you've got, if you involve people's social cycles, if you have a friend or a family member either there with them in person or there with them virtually online, you're more likely to show up. And that's just human nature. So that's why people haven't been doing programming for the past years and decades is it's not meeting them where they are, number one, which we know is central within HR. And number two, it's lacking a social connection, which we know from behavioral psychology is key to behavioral change. So to use as a reference point, although financially it may be out of the range of an awful lot of people, is this part of Peloton's secret is incorporating a social aspect to the exercise? So that's part of it. What, you know, what they do successfully, and this is geared to, towards more competitive people, is they're showing you on a leaderboard where you are in relation to others. Um, and then they have their handful of instructors who are based in New York and L.A. who you can, who you can view. So that's certainly a, a piece on the social, on the social side. Uh, you know, what we do on Bunalong is just a big step beyond that geared towards the vast majority of the population where we bring you local instructors from across the country geared towards all ages and levels. And number two, we enable you to be live with others that you invite and you can actually see and hear them and do those classes live with each other. So you've got that that social motivation. So if, if this is an employer-based benefit, let's let's kind of reel all the way back. If this is employer-based, how does an advisor talk to an employer about this as opposed to more traditional wellness programs? And then let's talk about how it gets implemented and how the information gets pushed out to employees. And then, then we can talk about how the, what the experience is like. Yeah, sure. So the way that employers talk about it and it's pretty straightforward because if you look at the net promoter score for wellness programming right now you know you'll see that it's negative 15 percent so people have a negative view of the wellness programming that they're being offered right now and when you look at typical engagement levels of how many people are taking classes it's between four and five percent of a company there is unlikely to be too many heads of benefits, heads of HR, wellness directors who are looking at their numbers right now and saying, we're satisfied with what we're offering for our employees. And if, you, if an, an advisor says to a company, 
what are you doing right now for employees or their families who've got back pain or diabetes or they've got they've been adapting workouts for people with disabilities you're going to be met with silence so there's definitely a recognition right now when you ask those questions where people aren't happy with with what they're being offered and so that's where we come in is being able to fill that gap for people where number one and this is what clients have been seeing for the past couple of years and our clients range from fortune 500 companies to municipalities to construction companies through to accounting firms of all different sizes so we, we work across the workforce is we drive up the engagement on average we drive up five times the number of employees who are participating and then really critically within that is we see that more than 25 percent of classes being taken are in the specialty and emotional support categories so not only are we getting more employees engaged in programming for the first time, we're engaging people who typically weren't engaged beforehand. And what we see now is the majority of our business comes from advisors to companies refer us to their other clients because of the success that they see with their clients who are already using us. And now, an important announcement. On Wednesday, April 8th, we're giving away three hours of the best speakers in our industry to help expand your thinking so you'll be ready when we get to the other side of this COVID-19 virus. That's right, giving away, as in absolutely free. No selling, just learning. Former Army Ranger Jeremiah Salvin will help you to develop a bad mother mindset. Jess Waltman explains the election possibilities and their impact on your business. Seth Denson will explain personal branding. Top coach Ryan Miller talks about selling in the future and Lester Morales will help you learn how to go up against the big boys and win. Kareem Kate explores how we can sell anywhere and do business from any place. I'll be talking about how to shape an effective message, and Andy will tie it all together with his segment on mechanics. Everybody remembers Rahm Emanuel saying, we should never let a serious crisis go to waste, but very few remember the second sentence. He said it's an opportunity to do things you think you could not do before. So make this serious crisis work for you. Get more info on the shiftshapersonline.com website. Just click the Major League Mindset logo at the top. Or go to bit.ly forward slash MLM free webinar. That's bit.ly forward slash MLM free webinar to register. And now back to our interview. What exactly are specialty and emotional support classes? Because that's that's not nomenclature you typically hear in more traditional or, let's say, old-fashioned wellness programs. Yeah, so these range from everything from prenatal classes to mummy and me classes through to classes for people with Parkinson's disease or diabetes or arthritis or different chronic conditions or emotional health challenges. So it's catering to the diversity of needs that populations have. And, and what I'll say is people aren't used to it. And the reaction from employer after employer and advisor after, after advisor is when they look at the data that we give them and they see these other classes being taken, they number one feel great that they're now catering to their entire workforce and families, particularly people who are struggling and weren't being catered to, to beforehand. And, be, and you're exactly right is that Typically, these areas are not catered to at all. 
So if I'm an employee, am I presented with a menu of available options and then I choose what I want and set up a class? Or how, how do the mechanics work from the employee side? Yeah, so the way to think about us is similar to a platform like Netflix or Spotify. So any employee at a company who comes on to Burnalong, they can choose from hundreds and hundreds of local instructors from across the country, spanning more than 45 different categories of programming. And it's geared towards all ages and all levels so that whatever your age, level or interest, you can find a programming relevant to you. And this ranges from cycling classes, cardio, Pilates, through to sleep, mindfulness, and then chronic conditions, um, emotional health, financial wellness. You can choose any class and you can take that class live or on demand. Or you can follow a program and follow a program of classes. You've got access to everything on the platform. And then what you're also able to do, and this is wildly popular, is number one, you can add your family members to your accounts. So you get sub accounts for family members. So it engages the whole family. And then what you're able to do is you can do classes on your own, or you can do classes live with others that you invite where you're seeing and hearing them. And this is popular all year round. And as you can imagine right now with the current health crisis, especially so, where people are stuck in their own homes and they're missing that uh, social connection with others, what they're able to do is they're actually seeing and hearing each other. So David, you're in your home, I'm in my home, and we're jumping up and down and you're telling me, Daniel, that you're not jumping high enough, you know, smile a bit more and jump higher. It's that social connection that's so, so powerful. You said earlier on that uh, I could have invite friends to participate is that friends from within other employers or my employer where they've purchased the program or is that people at random or how does that work? So it's centered on people that you invite and that accept the invitation. And so this could be coworkers, it could be family members, or it could be friends from outside the company. It's really whoever's you want to take a class with. And so if we, if we look at the way it's being used on the platform right now is, we have employees who maybe they live the opposite side of the city and they can't really ever do classes in person together because of their geographies. They're doing it live with each other. We have, on the other hand, people who are doing it with their family members who are the other side of the country or even the other side of the world. And what we also enable people to do is if they don't have a friend or they don't have a family member who wants to take the same type of class as them, then they can be matched up with others. So someone can say, listen, I've got diabetes or I've got back pain. So I want to take a class for diabetes or for back pain. And I want a social connection. I, I love group fitness classes. I want to be able to speak to others and, and laugh and get that motivation. Then you can be matched with others as well. So anyone who wants a social experience can get it. You as the individual are, are in complete control of your experience. You can do a class on your own. You can invite others or you can be matched with strangers. So does the fee that my employer pays cover the folks I invite as well, or is there a separate fee for those folks? So it covers four sub-accounts for you. So those are four sub-accounts that you can add as, as part of it. And what really interesting piece here, David, is when people add their family members to their account, we see a 39% boost in engagement from the employee themselves. And if you think about it, it makes sense because I'm at work, I've had a stressful meeting, and I've got a 20-minute break before my next meeting. 
that I can just open up my phone on my computer and invite my wife in her office to do a 15-minute mindfulness class with me, that's increasing the odds that I'm going to do it and that's going to increase the odds that she's going to do it. Or when I come home at the end of the day, my wife comes back from her work and she talks about a class that she did, then that's going to more prompt me to do it. And so that ends up being a big win-win for the employer, for the individual, and critically for the family members of employees who are traditionally ignored when it comes to wellness programming. But from an employer perspective, both from the happiness and the health of an employee, as well as healthcare costs, you certainly want family members looking after themselves as well. So we've got just a minute or two left, and I'm curious if I'm an advisor and I'm talking to an employer about a program similar to this or this particular program, how and at what point can I evidence ROI to them? So there's a couple of different ways. I mean, the first biggest piece where people see immediate benefit is a jump in engagement. And that, for most folks, is a leading indicator of this is going to impact impact costs. Now, when people share their claims with data with us, there are different analysis that we can do. Other people look at before and after when it comes to sick days or productivity. So depending on the nature of the company, you can measure it in, in different ways. And um, Beyond that, we also do a lot of work with doctors and hospitals who come to us for the same reason, for that local programming and, and social motivation. And there are clinical studies underway showing the effectiveness, particularly when it comes to people with health challenges or different conditions. And so if you're a self-funded em- employer, then your your CFO and your financial team are looking at it from a claims perspective. If, you've, if you're not self-funded, then you can directly see sick days um, and, other, and other ways to measure productivity and, and the impact. And that's a great place to end our conversation today, Daniel Friedman co-CEO of Burnalong. Daniel, thank you for sharing your expertise and the details of your program with our audience. Thank you so much for having me. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.